0: Hi, everyone. So let me share to you one important thing that I hope every teacher could take advantage of. I've been working with Marshall Cavendish Education and with the rise on online learning on the go and at the convenience of the learner. Marshall Cavendish Education partnered with Nanyang Technological University of Singapore NTU to provide bite-sized online learning courses. For the educators to continue their professional development. The learning platform MCE EduHub for Educators comprises of short online courses offered by NTU that are designed to build specific skill sets for the modern-day educator. The first course, Designing Effective Online Lessons, which will be certified by NTU, addresses the urgent need to help educators design effective online learning lessons for their students. In the coming months, more related courses will be revealed on MC Edu Hub for educators. Register for an account on MC Edu Hub now. And if you will click on the description of this episode, you'll be able to see the Google form where you, or the form where you will be able to sign up for your account. And of course, you will see a few courses that I'll be making for for online learning and I hope that you'll be able to take advantage of those courses that I've designed in collaboration with Marshall Cavendish Education and their partner Nanyang Technological University in Singapore. So thank you. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Empowered Podcast Season 7 and We're very much happy today because we are discussing something that people have been asking. People have been really um, having a lot of challenges. Teachers are always asking for webinars on this. Um, Students are also finding it difficult also because sometimes we we miss this part. So our topic for today is formative assessment. And precisely, we're going to discuss also deliver feedback at this time of the pandemic when, when a lot of schools have transitioned and more than a year into the pandemic into online distance learning. And here with me right now is Mr. Jeffrey Beltran. I've known Jeffrey because of the conferences, at the conferences that I've been uh, part of, and he has been one of the most uh, consistent Um, regular speaker of the conference that I I co-organize or lead uh, uh, at my school. So I'm happy to welcome Jeffrey Beltran to Empower Ed Podcast. Hi, Jeffrey.
1: Hello. It's an honor and a privilege to be
0: in your podcast. Thank you, Jeffrey. Um, Jeffrey is um, currently an instructor at at the National Teachers College. Um, And congratulations, Jeffrey, for also finishing your graduate studies requirement. Uh, we're proud of you for that achievement. Um, Actually, the topic has something to do with our topic for today. Exactly. Exactly why you're here, because uh, I've I've seen your work. And before we go to our discussion, Jeffrey, could you tell us something about your work right now, how you are, a short kumustahan?
1: Uh, Sure. Um, Currently, I'm teaching at the National Teachers College and most of my teaching experience are with future teachers, so I'm teaching professional education subjects. Uh, most of them are uh, involving assessment of student learning and technology for teaching and learning. Yeah. So basically, that's it.
0: How have been your? How was your experience this uh, school year?
1: Every. Synchronous and asynchronous session is a learning experience because you will never know what will your students will share as long as they have the opportunity and they believe that their teacher will give them the opportunity to share. Either they will speak or they will just type via the chat box. You will never know uh, what they will uh, share and what they will contribute to make that session
0: productive. And the setup right now is very interesting. You're preparing, you're teaching uh, future teachers. And I think what they're doing right now is one of the most real way of learning, right? You're talking about technology and teaching and learning, but you're doing it in an environment that was unprecedented, that that people didn't think about. So therefore, I think um, the discussions that you have and also with others right now, they're more relevant, they're more real, right? More than ever. Segway to the idea of formative assessment. Um, You're teaching them, I can imagine you teaching them about formative assessment, but at the same time, making them go through those activities, right? So um, what have been the strategies? Like how did you enable... Uh, online formative assessments or activities for your students?
1: So, number one consideration is time. Uh, Number one consideration is time. So, when it comes to utilizing formative assessment strategies, given given the exact challenge of implementing assessment, whether it's formative or summative, number one consideration in my case is, how long will it take for me to conduct an activity? My students are intelligent enough to actually sense that there must be an, a time for them, to, um, for them to be clarified on what they're, about, what they're about to do. Because when you say formative assessment, it, it tells you about gauging their understanding. And students will say that if there's no attempt for them to gauge their understanding, why they will attend that particular session. And I took that in mind because it came from one student of mine, one specific sharing. Um, The student said, and I will translate it in English now, uh, he said, that student said that um, they're lacking guidance. And you talk about guidance, that student mentioned, they do not know what they're about to do. They did not know how they are doing. And they did not know what they will do after or what will be the benefit of that particular activity or less on. So from that sharing, from that day on, that student shared that particular insight prior to the start of every single topic that we had. Uh, I made sure that in every session, synchronous or asynchronous, there will be an opportunity for them not just to gauge their understanding, but also... um, Introduce them to some tools that will help them um, not only for the future teaching experience but also prepare them to actually um, develop the 21st century skills because assessment and 21st century skills they go hand in hand. And one strategy that I incorporate in which they, the students appreciated is the collaboration part, wherein the fact that they miss face-to-face classes. I also utilize that feeling of the uh, of the students. Um, I carefully choose the tool that I will be using in integrating um, that particular tool for the topic. And I will make sure that, if not all, most of them will participate and process their inputs before we proceed. And if they cannot participate with the tool, since our platform, Google Meet, has something to do with the chat, uh, has a chat box function, um, that's our based form of communication, the chat box function. Or if they would like to speak instead of participate, there's a raise hand option. Therein they will press that first and then I will call them out for uh, at least let uh, giving them the chance to contribute to our sessions. Yeah, so... Um, my strategy is um, giving them a chance to share and then share their insights because they have lots of things to share. Yeah. That's my strategy when it comes to implementing formative assessment strategies first. Yeah.
0: The, 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 in your answer, what really struck me is what your students have shared to you, mm-hmm. um, especially with it's, it's it's more like, you know, it's more like a reminder that you need to guide us. And it's not just you, Jeffrey. I think this is for all teachers, right? especially yeah. with online distance learning. Um, I think it, it's really because the environment, the, the situation, the context that we are in, um, it's primarily distance education. And, you know, even I, more than, uh, well, a year ago, we've been pointing out that, you know, before you talk about online learning, make sure that you're aware first of what distance education is. Yes. Because that's the primary field mode of education that we have right now. And a lot of studies has really shown that because I, I undergo distance education even I went uh, after before the pandemic. And, and in our literature, the biggest contributor of students failing or quote-unquote dying in in essence education because teachers leave them behind there's no way of checking like what you've said checking how much of they uh they've understood it's like for a student you it's like first the student we don't have someone who would tell us that we're doing well or that we're not doing well and so we need to improve in this that is a very interesting but very realistic way of looking into it um a big contributor really is um, the idea that we need to constantly guide our students. Guiding doesn't mean that you're there 24-7. Or spoon-feeding them. Yes, or spoon-feeding them. There are parameters. I think the biggest challenge right now is the idea of independent learning, basically. Some teachers see independent learning as, you know, I'll just throw you into that old big, big ocean just learn whether you're going to sink or swim with us. I don't, don't think that's the way. And Jeffrey, your student was very straightforward with this. Yes. I believe that was a good, you know, that was a yeah. good prompt, a good reminder to you. Knowing that knowing that, that
1: set of students, they love to share. They love to talk. I just sense it at first. And luckily enough, that our subject and their, uh, their course actually puts a lot of sense what we're about to discuss so, the opportunity is very strong. Actually, that that was just a few weeks ago, since the semester just ended yesterday.
0: Wow, congratulations <laughs> on that. Yeah. Well done. Um, what are your favorite tools? Ah, uh, my tools about favorite tools. Informative yeah. assessment mm-hmm. or activity. Okay.
1: So I'll start first with the ones who are integrated with uh, no, the one that is integrated in Google Meet and that would be Jamboard. Um, the reason why I love Google Jamboard is number one, uh, you will start with just a plain white canvas. I told this to my students and I said to them, I said to them we, we will just start with one plain canvas all white. Then afterwards, with your ideas, let's see what will happen. I let them organize their thoughts uh, because through the sticky notes, I let them put one, and then later on, once the sticky notes, uh, with their insights and the topic at the middle, they will just organize their thoughts. And then after a few minutes, let's say five or ten minutes, because, again, time, um, we will process it together. That's, that's one was one good thing about that particular tool. You introduce it to them. Explain the key uh, the key features. What are the uh, what are the main points for navigation? Since the, since my screen is being shared to them, I can quickly demonstrate it, and then afterwards they can actually manipulate after on their own. I can actually see it and let them do it. That's my first uh, tool that I would love to integrate again once given the opportunity. Next, ah. Uh, talking about sticky notes, talking about notice boards, Padlet. <laughs> um you talk about Padlet, um, the beauty of it, specifically the wall feature of Padlet, is it's like a notice board or a court board, if I would like to call it one. Um, the students like the, the fact that they, can in, that they can insert pictures, videos, and um, links to it, even memes. You know, they, could, they, would, uh, they, they like that because number one, it's another opportunity for them to share their insights. So in my case, uh, I did that asynchronously to establish continuity even after the synchronous session since we only have two synchronous sessions per week and the rest would be for asynchronous. that's our setup. So to establish continuity, uh, I introduced one tool at a time so, the first one is Padlet. Then, I quickly demonstrated it first. Then, I showed it to them, and they appreciated it, and they liked the fact that they, they have another platform outside of the usual platforms that they usually utilize for participation. The next one, uh, one of my personal favorites is Quisys. Um, It's a student response system. And Talk about engagement. Talk about formative assessment, even summative. It depends on your use. It depends on your utilization. And talk about management of the results. The highlights of the particular activity, which is immediately processed right after the conclusion of the activity. Plus, the responses that that particular platform is being given to the participant. Plus, the power ups. That the game, that game, gamified uh, feeling. In fact, just a quick sharing, Um, the students enjoyed it. Um, Some students, even though they were about to enter student teaching, that was their first time experience that they they, they experienced using quizzes, and they loved it, and they're very thankful, and they they said that they will use it in their future classes depending on their um, topic of uh, choice. And then the last one, is Mentimeter. Of course, the ever-famous Mentimeter. (laughs) Um, Talk about Mentimeter, um, what I love that is the word Cloud Function. Although you can create interactive presentations, it depends on your subscription, how many slides you're about to um, add on. But, the word Cloud Function serves its purpose. Um, You want to gather initial insights. You want to gather um, at least one to five words only per participant, thus you can set the limit, how many responses as long as they have the opportunity and Mentimeter service its purpose so those are my favorite tools as of now
0: um, Padlet, Chambord, uh Mentimeter quizzes those uh, are very interesting and well for me one of my uh, really favorite uh, tools that I've used Let's shift to challenges.
1: Talk about challenges. Challenges first in terms of using the tools first. So you talk about the challenges in using those tools. Number one is connectivity. Yes, the uh, the students appreciate that you have an attempt to use these tools outside of the regular uh, thing or the regular platforms that they are using. But one challenge is connectivity. The studi- One student mentioned, Sir, I cannot participate because I only have limited amount of data. It's uh, it's very uh sad. it's very sad for me to at least know that. Pero uh, but the idea of um, saying that um, that you cannot fully you cannot uh, let them the fully experience the activity that's actually defeating in a way the purpose of in, uh, integrating that tool in your activity. Although that's just one student. In that particular session, as much as possible, all students must have that particular opportunity of experiencing how that food is being used in the class. So that's one. So internet connectivity. Another one is in the context of the learners. There are learners who love to participate, but they are hesitant. There are learners who really love to participate. Either they would chat or they will talk, or they will use the tool because they have a stable, a much more stable connection. And there are students who will uh, who loves to talk, but they are hesitant. Also, but but in a way that their identity will be revealed if that uh, through that particular tool. I just discovered that recently. Um, if their names is uh, being revealed or required to enter before participating, they will be much more hesitant to participate because they are they having this fear of um, being well, how will I say, being accused, quote-unquote, un- accused of being wrong um, or once they said that particular idea and it doesn't match to the ones that we're talking about, they will always be remembered of that particular idea. That's why they prefer to be anonymous. Prove it enough. Uh, once the once the names uh, are not being required to end or to type, they would love to participate because they are anonymous. They're the saying, so that's that's one thing to consider also. Now. To another aspect, delivering feedback in general in this particular setup. It is a challenge in general, to be honest, delivering feedback. Um, one obvious challenge is that how are you going to give the feedback, that particular kind of feedback that would help the students in that particular task and in the overall prog- in their overall progress in that particular subject yes there are numerical scores but they know that that's not enough and the, there are platforms there are learning management systems that has a comment function for private comments students in my case students they appreciate they appreciate if you put comments, in their submission either they would you would highlight a particular portion where you will give that particular comment or put it in the private comment enumerate it so that they will know so that's one challenge especially if you have a large class size so that if you have a large class size and if those students um either they would they are learning uh, online or Via modules, they both need feedback. Either asynchronous or, or synchronous, or if you have online consultations for those who are in a, in correspondence modality or learning modules, how are you going to give effective feedback? So that's, that's Those are the challenges. There are lots of considerations.
0: There are a lot of challenges, really. And what really strikes me is the first one access. Uh, It's really a big challenge for all of us. And I I genuinely felt sad that, you know, your students have that drive, have that, you know, they constantly want to join, but they are not able to participate and even get to listen from their classmates, hear your feedback, just because they have limited um, access to, to the platforms or to even to the basic internet. For me that's really, really sad. And I think that's something that you no, know, as a nation, and of course calling on our government agencies that are in charge of this, that's something that that should be improved on. Especially this time around. Um, change change will come, right, in terms of the way we do education. There will be a higher right now there are there's a high demand for us to innovate, to work on on online learning, but we can't do that if the basic infrastructure supporting that, or that 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 should be supporting or enabling that, is not really laid out well. Very interest. i I was very interested and deeply. I was deeply thinking about that because it's always a big challenge, right? Um, you have students. Wanting to study, and yet in the end, the hindrances are there, and there's not much that we can do sometimes as a teacher. But we know that there are people who can do better on what they need to do so that they could really empower. It's just basic, you know, basic infrastructure at that. Um, Yeah, and you've mentioned other challenges also delivering feedback, class size. I think. I think what I'm learning right now is regardless of the mode of education, if the infrastructure, if the environment itself does not really allow for effective delivery or even efficient delivery of feedback or maybe even guidance with the students, teacher, the teacher, the instructor is very much tied. Teacher can just do as much and even if we want to do more things to put to do things and a little uh, to do things further, we can just do as much. Where where you know our capabilities, our capacities are also limited. Um, yeah, sad reality. But I'm pretty sure that those are the things that we need to be mindful of. Well, not just as teachers, the administrators, what else? Um, government agencies that are in charge. Jeffrey, how did you face these challenges?
1: Um, Number one, understanding the modality 1st the mode of learning. Uh, It's very important that uh, that, that teachers and students and other stakeholders, they must have uh, a concrete idea about the learning modality that they're about to implement. Um, If the teacher doesn't have the grasp, of that particular mode of learning whether they modify the implementation of online distance learning or other necessary modifications, they would not really understand what are the successes and what are the challenges that they would be uh, experiencing um, in implementing that modality. And in my case, luckily I've been experiencing it ever since the start uh, of this uh, particular situation that we're having. So understanding it, understanding the learning modality so that you will have a grasp on both the teacher side, in my case, and the student side. Because if there's an attempt to actually um, connect between the student and the teacher, even in just your synchronous, in your, in your online or synchronous sessions, um, that session will become productive. Um, it, uh, it is also clear to me that Synchronous sessions are not just meant for lectures alone. I've always put that in mind, that um, lectures, you just you just deliver your PowerPoint or other most of our, our presentation for that entire duration, that's not enough. Um, I would prefer that synchronous sessions are meant, uh, are meant for um, collaboration, activities, and attempts for clarification that's that's what I usually do in my class lectures if I need to input first before I proceed to activities then it is um, ideal to do that but if there's no need for actually an, an input for um, uh, concepts or topics activities would be um, fair enough for a synchronous session to be more productive and engaging and then Having in mind that students, especially in these times, in in face-to-face classes, feedback is essential. It's already an integral part of instruction. Much more now. Much more in this kind of setup. Wherein, not all of your students, a select few of your students are in online distance learning. The reason, one perhaps one of the reasons why they prefer to enroll in that kind of modality is because they believe that they will be guided. And as the teacher, luckily enough in my situation that I'm also teaching assessment, which involves greatly feedback. So it is not only my responsibility, but it is necessary for me to give feedback to my students. So uh, there are lots of challenges, and my personal um uh, hope, uh, how do I say the personal message is that I hope after this situation that we're having, there are lots of improvements to be experienced by both teachers and the students, like what you mentioned a while ago. Number one would be the infrastructure so that students will have more access and they would prefer. This kind of uh, flexible learning, um, although they still miss face-to-face, without a doubt, because most of their learning experience is under that kind of um, modality. But in order for uh, for students and teachers to uh, actually uh, appreciate fully this kind of modality, there are lots of challenges aside from the ones mentioned, and yeah, that would be my take on the challenges
0: all right um, we've talked about uh, the opportunities challenges and the things that you effectively do Um, our last question and briefly Jeffrey what is your final message to to teachers right now why should they continue or make sure that they deliver feedback to students oh that is actually
1: um beautiful question or a beautiful question to ask Um, when it comes to technology first uh, I would love to give a message because of technology because the viewpoint about technology uh, for teaching and learning is being challenged if I may say so Um, specifically the viewpoint that technology is a partner in for teaching and learning it is much more realized now Um, Do not view technology as a hindrance for you to implement uh, meaningful teaching and learning. So, that's number one. Um, View technology as the one who will assist you when it comes to um, enhancing the quality of teaching and learning with all due respect to your teaching methods, strategies, and approaches. Technology is there to enhance it, not to destroy it. Then when it comes to feedback, um, when it comes to feedback, or giving feedback in general, it is essential. Without a doubt, prior to this situation, prior to this pandemic, feedback is essential to our students. It is a part of the teaching and learning process ever since. Now, feedback, without feedback, this, this is my personal take, without feedback, the implementation of online distance learning would not be a success without some sort of a mechanism when it comes to giving feedback. So that's how essential feedback is. All
0: right. This was a wonderful discussion, Jeffrey, and we are thankful that you have imparted your experiences and your expertise in and preparing and teaching technology to future teachers. And we're very grateful for this opportunity. So thank you so much, Jeffrey. It's an honor. Thank you very much. Thank you. And to our audience, thank you for staying with us. And we continue to reflect on how the the current situation of education in the pandemic continues to affect or change the way we see education at this time around and yeah uh in the end we still continue to pray for everyone's safety and good health um at this time of the pandemic so thank you for staying with us and we hope see you on our next episode goodbye jeffrey goodbye everyone Stay safe